Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Michael Lynch. Mike, are you ready to do this? George, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do this. Mike is a CFP. He's a financial planner, a five-time financial planner of the year with MetLife. He's an inductee into the Barnum Financial Group Hall of Fame. He's the author of Keep It Simple, Make It Big. Excited to have you on. Mike, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right, George. Well, I'm 51, and I pretty much segmented my life into three buckets, each of which is a blast in its own way. I work about 50 hours a week with my clients, making sure they can retire on their own terms, educate their kids that need to educate and make the smart use of insurance so that if bad things happen, they're never, ever, ever poor. Second, I'm a father of a 16-year-old son and 19-year-old daughter with special needs. I have half custody, and when I'm with them, well, we have fun. We go to the gym, fishing, riding lawn tractors, bowling, playing pool, video games, hitting the hot tub. Great things about my daughter is she won't ever grow up, so you know what? I don't have to either. And that really brings me to my third bucket, which is my time with my fantastic stay-at-home artist girlfriend. You know, we're constantly on adventures at home and out and about. Kobe kept, kept us home uh, this summer, so you know we went boating, fishing 40 times. Why do I do what I do? Well, I'm all about freedom, and I think finances finance people's freedom. It allows them to live the life that they want to live. It's not about buying shiny things, fancy cars, or even boats. It's about creating experiences that you want with the people that you love, and that takes money, and we help you get it and keep it. I love it. So you have an artist girlfriend. What, what, what kind of art does she create? You know, she's absolutely amazing. So <laughs> she creates, like, we have a agate table that she created, like a center console in our house that she created from just scratch, built this beautiful table. It's a piece of art and with resin and everything. She um, she creates wall pieces. Uh, she'll wake up, I'll wake up at like 3 in the morning, and she'll have a blowtorch in her hand because she's <laughs> doing this thing. She'll show it on. Yeah, yeah. She's just, a, just an absolutely fantastic creative person. Her big theme is clocks, so she puts like tends to put a clock in a lot of her wall art, which is cool. But you know, now she's flipping houses, so she's taking a little hiatus from the art to you know to to, to try to rehab houses. But uh, yeah, she's just a fantastic person. Nice. It works well too, George. She's nocturnal, so she's you know she comes to bed at like four and she puts me to bed at like ten. It comes to bed at like four in the morning, and then she sleeps half the day. So if I have to work later at night, she don't care about that. Perfect. Well, there, there you go. Nice. <laughs> So you mentioned fifty hours a week. Is that is is, yeah. is 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 that a number that's on purpose? Yeah, that's a purposeful number. I like to work. My vocation has always been my avocation. This is my third career. I was a writer before this, and a think tanker before that. And so, since I like my work, I want to consciously limit it. So I got fifty hours. That's windshield time included. That's door to door, and that's fifty-two weeks a year. I have a lot of time. I'll take a week off. I'll take, you know, I take a lot of vacations and a lot of trips. So some weeks I'll do sixty, sixty-five hours. But when I get over fifty hours and I track all my time, I hire another employee. So I have four full-time employees now. Yeah. Nice. I I appreciate that. I'm always fascinated to talk to 
people that are operating at a high level and figure out how they're allocating time and attention and, and all that good yeah. stuff. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I mentioned I have a special needs child. And so when I was right out of the shoot, not making much money, she was very expensive. And so I had to go to work and I worked hard. Like I earned my living early writing in the morning so I could build my business uh, most of the other time. And my goal, I, I put a target and I stuck to it. Once I made a certain amount of money, which was enough money to support the family, I was going to make choices in favor of the family and away from work. And I did, I, I did do that. And I still do that. And, uh, it pays off. So I think we want to, we want to live an examined life. We want to be mindful about where we spend our time and attention because it goes quick. And if we're not spent, you know, we're, if we're not spending it the right way, we're going to re- have regrets later. And I don't want to have any regrets. Yeah, amen. And I think that that's really talking about freedom and, and finances, finance, freedom, and those are experiences you want to have with family or loved ones or on the boat or whatever you're into. So I appreciate that. Um, so back to your work, what, what, when you think about it, what, what do people really need to know about what you do? Well, I would say a little time with me or someone like me will pay off big later in your life. I think you're all, we're always working on plans. This comes from the late, great Dr. Stephen Covey. It's either your plan or someone else's plan. And when I think it comes to finances, it's best to make it your plan. So what I do with people is sit down with them. Not a life coach. Most people I find, they know what they want. Mm-hmm. I help them say, okay, how do you get it? You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I think life coach is very important. This is not what I do. I finance what that that aspect is for them and say okay here's how much money you need and here's how we're going to get it and here's how we're going to protect it if something goes wrong yeah yeah i I appreciate that and yeah that's interesting right i think that you know there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time trying to help draw answers out of people but at the end of the day people probably do have a pretty good understanding of, of what they really want um, it's just a matter of being able to, 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 to live that. And I mean, that's why it's important, right? Yeah. And I think they're different people, right? So the people that I see towards are going to be the ones that kind of know what they want. Right. Mm-hmm. I get, I was with a couple last night. They were 30 years old. I work with a lot of young people. I came in young. I love working with the young people. And so I was working last night with a couple of 30 years old. They know what they want. Chuck already bought a house, going to have a kid in five years. Cause that clock is ticked. Right. Got to make sure we can educate that kid. Uh, We know what our income is going to be because we're uh, we have our careers set. And now my job is to help them. Okay, well, let's make sure that, you know, 30 years from now you can retire uh, when the one or two babies come that we can get that education right. That if either one of you passes away, the more you can stay in this house because the mortgage can get paid. And, uh, you know, it seems simple. Conceptually, it is. But you've got to put the plans in place, and you don't want to just be meeting with a series of salespeople on all these things because otherwise you're going to get come loaded down with all kinds of financial products that might not do the job. Now, if they were still 30 years old and trying to, you know, there's people that are that age and are still, they don't know what they want. Well, I would probably, George, I probably wouldn't be seeing them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that, that's why when I say, I'm not, I, you know, by the time they come to me, they have a concept of their goals. Uh, and I help them flush them out. I help put money on them. I help talk about the possibilities. I'm big on asking, ask why not, not why. Right? Mm-hmm. Most people say, why can I do that? I say, ask why not. Why can't I do? Right? Let's go. Let's go. So yeah. So we help put the money in place. Yeah, I appreciate that. 
What's been, I mean, COVID, it's, it's impacted us in different ways. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about just how important it is to, to get just stronger physically and mentally and obviously financially. So how does, how, how, how has that been? It, obviously you've been at this for a long time. So how, 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 how do you think about resilience? I think about resilience as being able to have options and being able to adjust when you, when you have to adjust. You know, I'm so surprised. People like spaces. They like everything being sort of static, and the world is just not static. And so the, I, guess, I, I found this in my book. I, we all knew the saying, man plans, God laughs. I guess it's a mm-hmm. Yiddish saying, and I kind of think of that. So what we need to do is we need to build up money and financial resources. We need networks. Our biggest resources are human capital, and a lot of our human capital – that is what we can go out and make a living is a network, the people that we know that we've been good to, that, that we can add value to, and then they'll add value to us. You know, So I think resilience is more than just financial, but I think financial has an aspect to it. <clears throat> and again, that's where I choose. I go with my professional time. Interestingly, with COVID and the politics this year and the you know peaceful protest rights, however you want to look at it, i tell you what I did for, for my own personal mental health. I went back and read great books that I'd already read before, and I reread them. And it was The Road Less Travel by Scott Peck, uh, Conflict of Visions by Tom Sowell, Knowledge and Decisions by him. Like, I, I went back, I read The Federalist Papers, right? Let's understand this country. And I found that really helped keep me centered on the sort of on the current events side, you know, retreat from current events and go back into go back into some great works that that can help explain the world, uh, you know, if not today's news. So that's on the personal side. That's what I did. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And the term retreat back, I think that that's a good one. Just from the sense of, you know, this idea of perspective is 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 a photography term where you need to pull back a little bit, right? Remove yourself from checking the news or whatever social media app that you're on I, I i know that if i'm not careful i get sucked into those things and then i all of a sudden think that 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 that, that the world is is absolutely falling and we live in the worst place in, in the world and oh my god what's 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 going to happen next but i just need to pull back a little bit and just keep things in perspective yes and you know another great way to do that george is audible fantastic i've been on it like so many years now and that's why it go do biographies and go back on the history side. Start with Franklin and work your way up through our presidents and founders. I know Franklin wasn't a president, but he was like everything goes back to Franklin sure. America. And then do the industrialists. And what you find is that there's nothing new under the sun. I was just doing a biography on the um, on the uh, Vanderbilt family and how they lost all their money, which is it, it's just it's called Fortune's Children, and it's just absolutely cool. Like what idiots these people were and, and spendthrifts after he built it. Um, but there's this person there who his name is Henry Gear, uh, I think. Henry, his first name was Henry. Anyway, he was like the, he was an influencer. He lived off the wealthy and he got all his clothes for free, all his meals for free and everything because he was like this dude that the the, the van the, the women liked, right? Hmm. I think he actually you get the sense that he was um uh, that his interests weren't uh, with women but but so he got along very well with them on all these fineries and all this stuff. And so he's an original influencer, right? Like, even influencers on the Internet aren't new. We right. think they are. There's nothing new. That's my point of that story. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything that was said about Donald Trump was uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson said about George Washington, right? He's going to be a dictator. He's a monocrat. Like, 
it, if we go back and look at history, it allows us to just calm ourselves and be like, you know what? It's just human nature. Because my view on that, George, is human nature doesn't change, but society makes progress. Because society, we, we learn. We're learning organisms, but our basic human nature sort of stays the same. So a lot of the issues that we see, fear, fear greed-based, avarice, um, you know, that's been around forever, and we're probably not going to change that. So uh, so if we go back, we can calm down, and, and, and we will survive. The Republic will survive. And, and, and I find that very comforting. Yeah. Well, amen. I think that's well said. So human behavior and human beings um, doing pretty similar stuff. Uh, so you, you mentioned uh, making or, or trying to have money available if there's kids who need to be educated. Um, how I, I know that we should get started as early as possible. Have, have have you found a way to inspire people to to get started early, even having kids save money? Yes, 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 yes. I'm glad you asked. I mean, I like to say inch by inch, it's a cinch by the, about a yard. It's very hard. And so first, again, my people that come to me tend to be motivated. I work with a lot of young people. I do not believe in generational analysis that Gen X is bad, boomers are great, millennials are hopeless. Again, go back. Franklin was worrying about the next generation, and we all survived. So I like with my parents – I start saving for college when the baby's born. With I encourage them to do it, and most of them do. Just start put something aside. There's a lot of strategies. Like I know you have little ones, you're 40, so you're looking at this coming up. You know what are various strategies we do? Roth IRAs, Section 529 plans are designed for it. Again, young couple last night. Uh, look, get a get a 20-year mortgage. You're not having a kid for two years. Now that mortgage will be paid off when the kid goes to college, and you just make your mortgage payment to the college, hmm. right? That's a nice strategy. So there's not one way to do it. There's a lot of ways to do it. In terms of getting the kids to save, I want to have it right out of the chute. So, you know, my son just worked this summer, uh, made some money, 16, worked at a resort in Montana. And I made him give me 20% of what he earned. Give it to me. I, I took it and I invested it in a growth mutual fund. I can show him the companies under there. Look, you own Microsoft, you own Amazon. Look how it's growing. Then the hack that I like for parents. And it is a good hack is the kid doesn't have to have their own money to do a Roth IRA. You, they just have to have earnings. So, so whatever my son earned this summer, I put that money in a Roth in his name. Hmm. That money I put in, if history repeats, which it probably won't, it won't but it might rhyme, as Mark Twain said <laughs> – $3,700 would be over a million dollars in 50 years, right? We know because we can go back and see what the mutual funds actually did, right? So that's one of the things I like to do. I work with a lot of parents. Or they're frugal grandparents, and so they have more money than they need. And I'm like, look, fund Roth IRAs for your kids and your grandkids. It's going to help them for college, help them for retirement. And it's better than just giving cash in many instances because I like to say if you give cash, it's just giving somebody a fish. If you give a Roth IRA or you fund that, that they look at it like long-term. They keep it in there. Also, it's an investment. So if they haven't learned about investing, just looking at the underlying investments, working with me, taking them through it in the regular reviews can really spark a passion for investment and learn the basic money-managed skills with investing. And so that's a, that's a pretty good one that we like to do. I love it. I think that that's excellent right there. Perfect. Well, talking about habits, uh, I'd like to – try to figure out how to make things, uh, you know, sounds easy, does hard kind of a thing. So tell me a little bit about habits. 
Well, I like to say, what do I say about habits? Bad habits are easy to develop, but they're uh, they're hard to. Or bad habits are easy to develop, but they're hard to live with. Hmm. Good habits are hard to develop, but they're actually easy to live with. And when I think about good financial habits, they're a lot like good other habits. Like think of health, for example. So I go to the gym, basically, so I'm not don't become a fat ass, right? Like that's <laughs> it. And I made a vow never to be short. Bald and fat. Okay. Let me tell you, George, I'm five foot eight, and that's if I got like some heels on. You know what I'm saying? I'm five <laughs> seven and a half. And as my special needs daughter says, "Daddy bald." Mm. So I only have one variable to control, and that's not getting fat. So what do I do? I go to the gym, and after I do it a while, it's a habit. And then when I don't go, I feel worse than when I go. Right? And I think it's the same for savings and investing. If you start it as a habit, you earn a dollar, save a dime, put $25 in a Roth IRA, put $25 in your 529 plan, put a little bit extra on the mortgage. Oh, it's not my favorite low interest rates, but it's not terrible. And all of a sudden now you feel you, you, you feel more comfortable investing and saving a little than you will be actually spending that money on something that you might not need. So like I say, is do it for the future year the future you, excuse me, you start one deposit at a time, one investment at a time, and it's amazing what it will do over a decade, the second decade, the third decade. Quite amazing. I love it. Well, Mike, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? All right. So I, you can tell I like uh, to broaden it out. And so I say make finance a game, right? If you can make finance a game, if you make anything a game, it can become fun. So one, every dollar you pay on a utility bill, buy utility investment, whether it's your local utility or just some bundle of them, an ETF or a mutual fund. We're not giving specific investment advice, but you get the point. After a while, guess what's going to pay your utility bill? The hmm. dividends from the utility. Yeah, it's jujitsu. Have the utility pay for the utility. My uh, stay-at-home girlfriend, uh, uh, she smokes, so we shouldn't do it. But you know what? Let's have the cigarette companies buy the cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> All you spend on cigarettes, buy cigarette stock. Pretty soon it's going to go, but I'm certainly not recommending uh, smoking. For parents, I call it coupons for college. You shop at the grocery store, make it a game. Buy stuff on sale, get that coupon printout. I used to get $50, $60, $80 off every time I went. And then what do I do? I would put it right in the 529 plan. I call it the coupon for college. And then the big hack I told you about is really for the grandparents and the parents, and that's that Roth IRA discussion that we had. You know, you fund the Roth, get the tax-free compounding with the kids, with the grandkids. And, uh, you know, I even have parents doing it with the, with the in-laws. They like their in-laws, so, you know, the, the daughter-in-law and the son-in-law. So I just think it's great. So make it a game. Get going. Don't worry about the results. Focus on the inputs. If you put it in, you will be able to take it out later. And if you don't put it in, there'll be nothing to take out. And that, you know, that'll suck. Part of my job is making sure you're never, ever, ever poor. I like to say I don't have any experience with it, but I'm told it sucks, and I don't want that experience for you. <laughs> I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on. Come on. Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, you can get my, I got a book out, Keep It Simple, Make It Big, where I got this stuff in there. So there's a website for that called Simple and Big. So it's www.simpleandbig.com. So 
I send people there, sign up for my newsletter, uh, uh, get get some free downloads, and uh, we'll stay in touch that way. And uh, you'll get you'll get we'll, we'll keep the content coming. So thank you so much for having me, George. I really appreciate it. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. You have a, you have a great podcast. I love the energy. Love it. I appreciate it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Mike your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to simpleandbig.com. Pick up a copy of the book. Get on the get on his uh, his email list. Check out all the great content. He's got a great blog as well. Thanks again, Mike. All right. Thank you, George. Be well. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. And before... We wrap up. All the opinions expressed by the program participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions, the respective parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the program participants are affiliated. Investments or strategies mentioned in this program may not be suitable for you, and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or need needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you you should strongly consider seeking advice from your own investment advisor. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.